0: Don't do it for me. Do it for who he is in your life. If you know he's wonderful. granting them said, you should act like you know I'm there. Give him a wonderful praise. have been sung gifts have been given now we need a word from on high I ask your Lord to let me decrease that you would increase in me hide me behind the sacred throne let them see your image upon me hear your voice through me let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, I praise you, give you all my love and adoration because you're my strength. And Father, I'm in love with you because you're my redeemer. And the saints of God said, Amen. certainly God is able to do all things but fail. He is a omnipotent and wise and infinite God. I've discovered in my 45 years of living that without him, I'm nothing. But with him, I am somebody. And because of him, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And the record records in Psalms 150 says, let everything that has breath. I ain't hearing too good. Everything that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. The elders used to say, if I couldn't say nothing, I would just wave my hands. I got any hand wavers in the house that you don't have to even shout loud. You can just wave your hands and thank God for who he is and what he was, what he's done, and what he is doing. Because he is marvelous, he is magnificent, and he is miraculous. Which your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the gospel of St. Luke, chapter 8. Which your manuals of life, St. Luke, chapter 8. St. Luke, chapter 8. I promise you I won't be before you long. Uh, St. Luke, chapter 8. If you're in chapter 8, somebody shout out Amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have room and plenty of gigabytes for you. Amen. Uh, Jump down to verse 22. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence and respect to the word of God. And it reads, now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And There came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered saying one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and the waters. And they obeyed. The word of God is blessed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you would help me for just a few minutes. I got about 27 minutes. If you would help me to preach on the subject, the topic, My Storm Woke Jesus. Uh, do me a favor, look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, my storm woke Jesus. Now, I want you to smile with your eyes, because obviously you can't smile and they see your face, but just give them a good Holy Ghost smile with your eyes and tell them, neighbor, my storm Woke Jesus. Amen. Uh, my brothers and sisters, faith is best described as having complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Others say that it's a belief in God or in a doctrine of a religion. They consider that a form of theory. But the Bible best describes faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen, or even that faith is pleasurable because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. But the Bible also says faith is working because it says faith without works is dead. And when today's believers deal with whatever it is or whenever it is, a storm in their life. We look at faith and we tend to forget about its substance and not understanding that its substance is the hope we have in God. And the evidence is that he can and will make things happen just at the point when we don't see it happening. When it seems hard to believe, God always has a way of showing up and showing out to put things in perspective order. That's just the type of character and ability that God possesses. I mean, when tragic comes, he will... Put things in perspective. When sickness comes, he will put things in perspective. When your load is heavy, he'll put things in perspective. When trouble is in your home, he will put things in perspective. On your job, he will put things in perspective. At the church, he will put people and things in perspective. With people, he will put the things in their life in perspective. When your health is failing, he will put your health in perspective. When your finances is low, he will put your finances, I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing, in perspective. When you have spiritual needs, he will put your spirit in perspective. When you're struggling at your school, he will put things in perspective. When you're struggling with your mind, your body, your soul, he will put things in perspective. Is there anybody here that can testify that though the storms keep on raging in my life, I know my soul is anchored in Jesus and I know God will put it in perspective. He he, he will put it in perspective. Some folk don't understand, Brother Ken, why storms happen. It's because God needs to put some things in perspective. You walking around with your umbrella, but you can't open it. Because God wants you to feel every drop. That has come into your life. I wish I had somebody that was tracking with me. There's some times where you just can't run from what God is trying to do. Uh, y'all with me this morning? And I know there's at least two people. I'll make three. That say, Reverend, I tried it, but I can't hide. I believe Lee Williams said, "You can't run, you can't hide. You just can't get by." There's somebody here that said, Reverend, I'm tired of running. Seems like every time I turn around, trouble is in my home. Trouble is all around me. But how many know sometimes trouble will make you better? (sighs) In in this text, we see, y'all. We see the disciples have positioned themselves on the Sea of Galilee. And while they were heading to the other side, the text says, Jesus falls asleep. Uh, and, and, and I found out this is that you have to really know him in order for him to sleep when you're busy. Uh, I noticed in the text it said he got in the boat and Jesus fell asleep. And some folk need to have to understand you have to trust God and his directions because here it is. He told them, let's get in the boat. And let's go to the other side. And you know, sometimes it's hard to track and trace God when you don't really know where he's trying to take you. And, and, and truth be told, some folk are still trying to track him instead of trust him. Some folk are still travailing instead of trusting in what he says. But how many know when you hear the word and the voice of God, you got to learn to trust him and never doubt him. Come, come in, Solomon. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I wish I had somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, he He told me to go right and I didn't understand. But when I went right, I found out that everything that God let happen to me, God did it because it was right. Yeah, it it, it was right. We have to learn to to trust in his direction. And, And here it is. God is with the disciples and they have to learn how to trust in his direction but watch this you also got to be willing to take him wherever you go y'all ain't with me the text says and the disciples got in the boat and he got in the boat with them and listen can i tell you something some folk have gotten ashamed of god because of the pandemic uh, let me help you. You questioning if he's going to give you a stimulus package. You questioning if you're going to keep your job. You questioning if you can still call on him in the midst of shortage of food. Some people need to recognize though it's running short, I still know who you are. Though the doctor gave up on me, I still know who you are. Though it don't look right when my bills are funny, my money is strange, I still know who you are. Uh, Can I help somebody today? It's because you haven't recognized him as the reason why he ain't blessed you. Uh, Y'all tracking with me this morning. Some folk need to wake up and say, God, I know it's you. How? Because can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody love me like a lovely Lord can. And can't nobody give me grace and mercy that'll be sufficient in my time of weakness. You got to... Be willing to take him wherever you go. I, I remember as a little boy, Granny used to always like to go places in these house dresses. These house, y'all know Granny and them. They... They didn't have no decorum about themselves. They just dressed and did what they did. They didn't put no makeup on. They didn't wear no fingernail polish. They didn't try to get their hair crimped and curled. They didn't put nothing. They might have threw some, some blue magic in their hair instead of some wave grease. And when we would get together to get ready to go with Granny and them, we would just look at her like, where are you going looking like that? And one thing I used to laugh is because she used to say, uh, uh, you ashamed of me? Now watch this. The unique thing about it was that even though she was the one looking strange, she had everything we needed. When we went to the store, she had it. When we went to the food place, she had it. What am I saying? You can't be ashamed of God or how he looked because everything you need, God's got it. I wish I had somebody that can testify, that can say every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. When I need it, he gives it. When I don't have it, he got it. When my cup is empty, he fills me up. Because God has everything that I that I need. You, you, you. I'm I'm parked on this thing, Josh, because some folk don't realize when to shout. Because watch this, just for the fact that he opened your eyes this morning. That's enough to say, I know you, God. I know where you are. I know who you are. And I know whose I am. I'm not ashamed of him. I'm I'm not ashamed of him because his word tells us that whosoever is ashamed of, of me and my words the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes into his glory and in the glory of his father and the holy angels. You got to be willing to take him wherever you are. And, 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 and truth be told, in 2020, uh, the COVID is not embarrassing folk. It's the people that's embarrassing the COVID. Let me help. Let me track that with you real quick. COVID is not embarrassing folk. It's the people that's embarrassing COVID. Uh, Because here it is. Watch this. Some folk have given COVID all the credit. But here it is. You have to understand that COVID has no control. But when you give COVID all of the control, now you're giving COVID all the credit. But if you realize who created the heavens and the earth, then you know that God has the ability to control COVID. So then now you wouldn't walk around pronouncing COVID. You would tell COVID, COVID, you got to move because God created you. He developed you and I know he can destroy you. Stop walking around with your head down because it's safe. You might get sick. Cover up and be connected with God and watch your anointing cover you in the midst of your struggle in the midst of your storm preaching better than you sounded. Some folks should be waving their hands because you've been infested with COVID before it came. The pandemic was in the church. The pandemic was at your job. Matter of fact, the pandemic is in your house, but how many know God will cover you? Ah. He, he, he will cover you. Ah. Let me get to the text the first the first thing I saw in this text in Luke chapter 8 as we, we talk about my storm woke Jesus first thing I saw was uh, there's comfort with the savior there's comfort with the savior when when there's comfort with the savior you develop a level of trust And there's no doubt on his ability, and there's no question on his attitude. Because one thing about God, his attitude aligns with his words. His attitude aligns with his commands. And it's because of the fellowship you've had with him, he'll give you a sense of comfort because you know God can handle all of your circumstances. Some folk like to call it having a companionship with the Savior, meaning I have a consistent level of fellowship with my Father. And here it is, trusting in him means you have a companionship in trusting in his word. I I saw something in that text right there. I saw something in that saying. Y'all want to know what it was? Uh, uh, God would not send you to a storm. And leave you in a storm. Somebody finds joy. And can find some joy in what I just said. Because there was times when he told you to do something. And it didn't seem right. But every time you did it, it was right. Y'all just missed that. I I know somebody can say, Reverend, I understand what you're saying. But why would God send me to the storm? And know it's a storm. Listen, God will send you to the storm because He knows He can control the storm. And many times you may not understand why God is telling you to do something, but just for the fact that you did it, you find out that I'm better now. I wish I had somebody that could say, Reverend, I didn't got up at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I knew I had to get to work, but he told me to get up and pray. I done went to work, got on my knees and prayed at lunchtime. I knew I could get in trouble, but he told me to get down on my knees and pray. And how many know when you serve the Lord, serving the Lord will pay off after all." The companionship, the companionship uh, with him is a constant fellowship. And the companionship with him uh, will take you on understanding that because it becomes difficult to trust him, yet I can still track him. It's hard to, to track somebody you don't know. And it's hard to trace somebody you can't see. Y'all with me? And so folk, some folk been running around here testifying all along. You've been saying, "I found the Lord. I know He's my Savior. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit." And when trouble comes, you forget all about Jesus. Y'all help me today. And here it is. It's hard to understand what God is trying to do. But listen, when you have comfort with the Savior, we should have some type of internal desire to seek Him daily. That then even when it's good, I can still seek Him. When it's bad, I can still praise Him. And when trouble comes, He'll be doing the natural thing that companions do. He'll handle it. All I got to do is trust Him and see what He does. You you don't believe me? David said in Psalm 63, O God, Thy art my God, early in the morning I seek Thee. My soul thirsts and my flesh longeth for Thee in dry places where there's no water to see Your power that I've seen in the sanctuary. Because of your love and kindness, it's better than life. My lips shall praise thee. And somebody should shout right now for the simple fact that though it looked crazy, God still had your back. Though it looked dry, God still gave you water. Though you were starving, God still fed you. Though your money was funny, your chains were strange. God didn't let you go broke. How many know God will comfort you in the time of struggle? My shout-out, I have comfort in the Savior. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I have comfort in the Savior. No, Notice, watch this. Notice in the text, it said, And a windstorm came on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. I was trying to do what they call a, a little Bible research. And I was looking, and I saw... In Mark chapter 4, it says waves beat into the boat. Matthew chapter 8 said boat, the boat was covered with waves. But Luke 8 says the storm came down on the lake and they were in jeopardy. Uh, I was struggling with how he gave the different descriptions of a storm. One that will beat you. One that will try and cover you. And then one that will come down on you and cause jeopardy. Watch this. This is what I got out of that. No storm can flood your covering. It was the covering of God that kept you from failing in your storm. Uh, You just missed that. No storm, no storm can flood your covering. Why? Because if Jesus is with you, Somebody can shout, I'm covered in the blood. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And and here it is. Here it is. It was the covering that kept you from failing. David is standing at the back door in Psalms 5. He says, for you bless the righteous, O Lord. You'll cover him with favor and a shield. He says in Psalms 32, you are my hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Salah. That word salah means forever. Here it is, Psalm 91. He says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadows of the almighty. I will say to the Lord my refuge and my fortress my God is whom I trust. For him he will deliver me from the snares of the foul and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with your opinions and under the wings you will find refuge, faithless and a shield of bucklers. You don't know when to shout because some folk can say it was God's covering that kept me when I was about to die. It was God's covering when that bullet went past my head because I'm covered by the blood somebody can shout the blood still works the storm can't flood your, your covering somebody shout out I'm covered I'm, I'm, I'm covered. You, you know, y'all don't believe that. I'm, I'm covered because somebody would have just lifted up both hands and say, "This morning I was covered. Last night I was covered. In fact, where I'm sitting right now, I am covered." Ah, but, but watch this as we move through the text. Number two shows me that. Listen, uh, you got to have compassion. You'll see the compassion of the Savior. The text says. He rose and rebuked the wind and raging water. And they ceased and there was a calm. Just, just look how smooth Jesus is. You know what I like about, what I like about the Lord is he, he has a way of being so casual. And, and, and calm and keep him his, keeping his character in a chaotic situation. But, but look, at the, look at the compassion he displayed. It, it, it's when you are in a chaotic crisis. It's when he gets up and move around. Y- y'all just missed that. Uh, it's when you are going through. It's when God gets up and move around. Watch this, watch this. Some folk don't understand that, watch this, some of your storms you've brought with you. I, I, I told you. I told you what the gospel of St. Mark said. Uh, Watch this. If you read in your spare time, the gospel of St. Mark said that they were in one boat and another boat came with them you just missed that. Some folk like to bring baggage with them when you're trying to go to a new destination. Some folk like to bring garbage with you when you're trying to change the trash bag. And sometimes you just have to say, baby, I'm trying to get there. When I get there, I'll come back and get you because you're just stopping my my progress. I wish there was somebody here that said, some people, you just got to cut off because God is trying to take you to another destination. Some things you just got to learn how not to do anymore because God said, I'm tired of you walking and running with the same You ain't going to mount to nothing. I need you to do some things. I need you to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And when times get hard, I need you to keep looking to the hills, for which cometh all of your help. All of my help comes from the Lord. (sighs) Watch this. It's, it's, It's because of our lack of faith. Is when we are consumed with the storm. Um, listen. When, when, when the storm come, you have to learn to do two things. Turn and trust. Watch this. You got to turn from your evil ways and then you have to trust that the Lord will come and see about you. Yeah, you... Are y'all with me this morning? And 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 some folk will like to trust but don't turn. <laughs> some folk like to trust but don't turn. You you might think you won't have trouble. You just keep keep on living because it's gonna come a day where you're gonna have to turn and trust. It's gonna be a day where you're gonna have to turn from your wicked ways. In order for the Lord to bless you how he told you he was going to bless you and then you got to learn how to trust him even though you don't see him in your wickedness. What makes me dizzy dizzy, and, and, and often want to faint in the church is because some folk act like they forgot where they came from. And truth be told, you still turning but you ain't trusting. But the ones that know what it means to turn and trust should be turning and shouting at the same time, telling somebody, if he turned it around for me, baby, keep trusting in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. All the days of my, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Baby, trouble don't last always. Look at somebody and say, turn and trust. Turn, turn and trust. And when you turn and trust, you'll see the power that God possessed. Now, I know I got some Bible scholars looking and listening. Now, watch this. The text says, I skipped the part on purpose. The text says, before, they, they, before you saw the compassion, before he, it said they went to him and they cried, Master, Master. Now, the King, King James Version had a capital Master, and a lowercase master. My Bible has capital master, capital master, which means there is only one God. You, you just missed that. that that's theologi- uh, theoretically sound. That, that, that's, that's, it's one master. Anytime you call on the name of the Lord or the master and you put a lowercase level, that means you might be calling on somebody other than him. Watch this, y'all. Help me, help me, Holy Ghost. And so here it was. The problem has become is that most folk are calling on the little masters and seeking after the little masters. There's too many junior Jesuses and many gods in the church. Too many junior Jesuses and many gods in your presence. You got to learn to turn to the master. And here, here it is, here it is. When you turn to the master, he will allow some things to stand up in you. Now watch this. They, they begin to call on the master. And, and I saw something. There was, there was a little boy. Um, he, he was around his pastor. And uh, when he was around his pastor, his pastor said, whatever circumstances you have in life, You got to let the Lord stand up in you. The little boy being inquisitive, he was wondering, what do he mean, let the Lord stand up in me? The pastor said it again. He said, when trouble comes, you have to let the Lord stand up in you. So one day, the little boy went to the pastor. He said, Pastor, you said, whenever trouble comes that I have to learn to let the Lord stand up in me. He said, but I was wondering, Pastor, if I let him stand up in me, then he is bigger than me. The pastor said, yeah, you got it. He said, no, I don't. What do you mean? He said, sometimes you just have to stand and let the God in you stand out. You just missed that. Whenever trouble comes, all you got to do is just stand and watch God stand up and out for you. I wish I had somebody that could say, Every time he came in my presence, he showed up and he showed out on oh, my job with the doctor in the church. God always shows up and shows out. <sighs> yeah, he, 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 he will stand up. Got to make him bigger. Stop putting God in a small box. If you think shallow, think big. God is trying to get you to think big. I believe it was Peter that was doing the shallow work. Peter was doing the shallow work. He was being a fisherman. And when it ran short, he had to listen to God. And let me tell you what happened with Peter, even though he's not totally in this text, but he is a disciple. Let me tell you what happened to Peter. Peter then decided to turn from his theory and listen to divine ways. You, you just missed that. You got to stop listening to your theory and take note of divine ways. Help, help me out, Reverend. You can't get saved if you never give your hand to God. You can't cuss and shout at the same time and still holler that you say sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, highly favored anointed and appointed. You got to stop being in yourself and start divining your ways in the divine ways of God. What do you say? Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He said, take my lo- yoke and learn of me. I'm meek, my lo- is light. You got to learn to give up yourself to be somebody. course, when you do so, he he shows you that he loves you. Uh, But lastly, he says, not only is there comfort with the Savior, compassion in the Savior, uh, your flood, the flood will not cover you, but watch this, there's certainty of the Savior. Text says, certainty of the Savior. When your faith is in the Lord, there is a certainty of the Savior. It's easy for us, y'all, to think that, that uh, when we're going through what we're going through, God has lost control. And that you're, you're, you're at the mercies of your own storm. But reality is God is sovereign. And when he's sovereign, he's consistent with who he is and what he does. Watch this. He would not be God if he hadn't spoken what he's spoken before. The text says he asked them in verse 25, he says, and he said to them, Where's your faith? Me- meaning, he had spoken it before. Y'all, y'all ain't with me this morning. Um, he, he has spoken it before. Now watch this. I, 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 I saw something, a couple things in that and I'm going to stop being nosy and I'm going to get out your way. Um, one thing we need to recognize in his sovereign power is that this. The storm did not that storm did not come or was created by God. Here's the reason why. Had it been created or brought by God Then the text says he rebuked it. He would have rebuked his father. You, You missed that. Some folk don't realize... You brought your own storm, your own problem upon yourself, and now God has to show you just how powerful he is. You ain't tracking with me. You wonder why your bills are three months behind, you ain't paid them. You wonder why the doctor says you're sick, you ain't taking your medicine. You want to know why they took your car, because you ain't paid the car payment. You want to know why your children ain't listening, because you didn't discipline them when they were coming up. Some storms you caused on your own. And, and, and we need to realize that when God watched this, he's not going to lose control of the storm. Uh, and the reality is, is while in the storm, he shows you his sovereignty and his consistency. So I spoke it before. Where is your faith? Was he not the one that healed the centurion servant? Wasn't he the one that Raised the son of the widow of Nain. Didn't he forgive the woman of her sins? Didn't he heal the man with the withered hand? Unstopped deaf ears. Open blinded eyes. Made the lame to walk. Made the dumb to talk. Told Moses to stretch out his rod. Took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed a multitude. Slapped the rock and made it cry out. Put the black on the cow to produce white milk. Put the quack in the duck to call it a duck. Hung the stars in the sky. Put the sun on his own axis. And put the moon on the backside. Listen, come here, Paul. He says God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So stop worrying about your storm. And keep trusting in God. And how many know when you trust in God... I know what God can do. I'm done. I, I didn't held you long enough. My, my my uh, 27 minutes is up. <sighs> when I think about my storm woke Jesus, somebody can shout that. It was your storm that woke up, woke him up, and he came and seen about you. Because the Bible says he's close to the poor in spirit. And we need to understand that when your storm wakes Jesus, you got to get ready for a shift. Y'all just missed that. When you wake Jesus up, You got to get ready for a shift. And some folk are scared to wake him up because you don't want him to shift you too hard. But there was an associate preacher. After years of preaching, he decided to commit what we call an intellectual suicide. By closing his mind, he wrote a book called Farewell to My God. Farewell to my reason for rejecting Christian faith. He was interviewed at the age of 83. He had begun. To suffer Alzheimer's disease. He began to talk about why he rejected faith. He said, I've seen all of the various plagues that have swept across this country and did not discriminate, but many of The diseases have killed all nationalities. And it just has become crystal clear that it is not possible for an intelligent person to believe there is deity in who loves us. When he was asked what he thought of Jesus, he would not acknowledge him as God. But he said he was the greatest human being that ever landed and lived on the earth. He was the greatest human being that lived a moral genius. His ethical sense was unique. He was the wisest person I've ever encountered in my life and in my readings. He says, and I know it sounds strange, but I adore him. He is the most important human that I've ever ran across or whoever existed. So the question was asked to him, why did you reject him? He said, because of the storm, I missed him. You just missed your shout. You can't let your storm miss out on seeing Jesus. Do I have a witness today? And the reason why my storm awoke Jesus is because I've seen lightning flashing. I've heard uh, thunders roll i felt sin breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul but i heard the voice of the lord y'all know what he was saying he told me to fight on yeah fight on let's roll out and he promised me never somebody say never to leave me alone And I just stopped by this morning and I wondered, is there anybody here that can testify and say, Reverend, my storm woke the Lord up this morning. My storm got the Lord to come and see about me. Can I get somebody that can testify and say, though I've been through the storm and the rain, but the Lord, yeah the lord he came and seen about me do i have a witness this morning is there anybody here that can testify sometimes my ways seem dark as night my heels get hard to climb but i turned it over how many know you got to turn it over and start trusting in the lord and how many know god will, god will take care of you won't he do it somebody say i tried him and i know for myself that god will take care of you can i get somebody that can say i'm done dreaming i didn't walk the lord it's not nightmare on am street it's nightmare as a christian and i found out The more I cry, the loud He'll come and see about me. Is there anybody here that can testify? He woke up. He woke up. My dream, my storm, woke the Lord up. I've been struggling. I've been straining. Money's been funny. Change's been strange. I've been depressed. I've been confused. I've been frustrated. I've been messed up. But the Lord, yeah, the Lord came and seen about me. Let me tell you about the storm. One Friday, he went on the cross. They called cavalry. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. It was a terrible day. Why? Because the moon dripped down in blood. The sun refused to shine. He stayed there from the 6th to the ninth hour. Y'all know what he did. He died. Didn't he die? He didn't stay dead. The record record he was dead before lunch. They buried him before dinner. But how many know? He got up with power in heaven and earth in his hand. Why? Because he was on the cross. My stone was too heavy. He had to go back to his father and say, Father, forgive him for he know not what he do. He died. Didn't he die? He didn't stay dead. He got up with power in his hand. Now I'm better now I feel right now I can walk I can walk this thing on granny said when he's on your side you can call him Andy she said Andy walks with me Andy talks with me and he tells me I am his own I got one question and I'm gonna go to my seat ain't he all right Anybody know he's all right? Any all right? Just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, the reason why I shout like I do. My storm woke up Jesus, and now I'm free because the son of man who He set free is free indeed. Now I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. Look at another neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell a neighbor, y'all looking at me, tell a neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever be tired, God will. God will. God will. Take care of you. Do me one more favor and I'm gonna get to my seat. I'm trying to let this thing go. But is there anybody here that can testify and not testify and stand to your feet and tell somebody, I tried him and I know he's all right. I tried him and I know he will only do it, say yes, say yeah, say yeah. yeah yeah anybody feel like praising I mean through your storms can you say I shouted I shouted my way through Anybody feel like praising them and say, Rabbit, I'm going through a storm right now, but I'm going to shout right now while the blood is running warm in my vein because this too shall pass. Do me one more favor. Put your hand on your hip. Don't let your backbone slip. And tell them weeping me and do it for a night But joy, joy, yeah. Don't come in the moment. My my storm woke Jesus. <laughs> My storm woke Jesus. I I guess I'm the only one sister Teresa that that can say I've been through the storm and rain but I made it. I, I've had heartaches and pains but I made it. I had to cry all by myself, but I made it. Why? Because Jesus did his part. Y'all just missed that. Y'all with me over here. Jesus did his part so that I could make it. My, My storm woke Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate him in his house. I've been through the storm and rain But oh I made it I've been through the storm and rain But oh I made it You don't know what the Lord has done for me I wish I had at least three survivors to slip up your hands and say Jesus did his part so that I I can make it sometimes I have to cry alone Whoever I'm talking to today but oh you can make it Sometimes I had to cry alone But oh you can make it You don't know <laughs> what the Lord has done for me. Somebody just do me a favor. Just slip your hand up for some loved one you got that's going through something. Just stand in faith. Slip your hand up in faith and say, Jesus did his part so that I I can make it. Maybe. Maybe someone is experiencing a boat life. Maybe you're saying I'm tired of being in the boat. Being swayed every which way. Maybe you're saying, Reverend, I'm tired of even creating my own storms. I'm ready to turn and start trusting God. And maybe you're saying, I'm tired of not being covered, not belonging to a church where I can get some type of relief, some type of teaching and some preaching on the basic instructions before leaving this earth the Bible that will strengthen me in all that I do the doors of the church is open what he's done for me but Jesus did his part so that I, I can make it. The doors of the church is open as you keep playing those chords. Earl, listen, I shared with the eight o'clock service and I'm trying not to cry now on last night back in my hometown in Rockford, about two hours from Chicago. There was a massive shooting. This was the second shooting in two nights. The first night, one died. It was two shot, one died. Last night, it was four shot, and one died. And the young man that died last night was 19 years old. He was a close friend of my son, my baby boy, our baby boy. And everywhere they went, you couldn't see one without seeing the other. Mm. So last night there was a shooting. Some people were shot, one was found dead. I woke up this morning, I was in a, in a Benadryl coma from an allergic reaction I had from the spray that they use, Terminex. And I woke up this morning about a half an hour earlier than I normally do, about 3 o'clock. And I happened to look at my phone. Yes, I I surfed through Facebook for a few minutes just to see how many people are struggling. Yeah, to be nosy. And I was looking and I saw the young man. And when I saw that he had died, the first thing came to my mind was my son. So I reached out to his mom. I said, hey, is this Tyler's friend? She said, yes, he was shot and killed last night. And as I was typing, because now my heart is racing. Because four were shot, one was dead. The other three names weren't released yet. As I was typing, I couldn't type fast enough. She said, Don't worry. Our son wasn't with him. And all I could say was, Thank you, Jesus. He did his part. The young man that died—he's connected to my family. His his auntie was married to my uncle. But God did His part, so my son could make it. Y'all just missed that. Sometimes you wait for tragic to come before you celebrate God, but you should celebrate Him because all the tragic that has surrounded yours—it didn't take Him. We have to stop playing church. Because death has everybody's name on it. And the strange, strangest and unique thing about death. You don't know how it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. We have to pray for our young people. Cover them. Mothers and fathers, grandmothers, know where your children are. I don't care how old they get. Don't let them stay in their rooms all night. Locked up in the room down in darkness. That that sets up depression. And stop talking at them and start talking to them. This was nothing but another senseless act of gun violence. Bright young man, honor roll in high school. Gotta watch over these children. And if you acting like a child, then we gotta watch over you too. But it's time out for playing y'all. We're reaching more closer to death than we are re- being reborn again. Stop holding grudges. Stop being mean and evil. Stop looking down on your brothers and sisters because guess what? It just might be when the doctor tell you you about to die, somebody start looking down on you when you need prayer. Jackson Southerners wrote a song, don't look down on a man unless you're picking him up. Pray over these babies. Do a room search. Make sure ain't no knives, no drugs, no guns in them rooms. That's your house. And, and I'm just gonna be honest. Stop letting grown. No, I take that back. No, I'm gonna say it. Stop letting grown Negroes tell you how you gonna run your household. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you live in, in 9934 Silver stirrup, you're going to church, whether you like it or not. And we have to get back to the foundation. That's what this pandemic is all about. You hear pestilence all alone. You may have your seat. You hear about pestilence all through the Bible. And one of the main focuses and purposes of the, of the pestilence was that the people would run back to God. And we got a lot of folk walking instead of running to God after all he's brought us through. That could have been your house that was caught in a fire in California. That could have been your house that was destroyed from the storms. But God, your storm woke the Lord. Some folks say, Reverend, you're always getting on us. You're always telling us what we're supposed to do. Jesus was repetitive. And he has given me the charge to be repetitive. All I'm trying to do is get people to be Blessed. I ain't trying to be your daddy because if I was your daddy, you wouldn't be in some of the condition you're in right now. I came from the old school, Sister Johnson. We got a whooping. Y'all know what a whooping is about, Brother Miller. You, you, You know what that's about, don't you? It'll straighten you up. We got to start, listen, we got to pay attention to the signs. There's too much going on. too much going on all right brother Oret and brother Richards I want you to do me a favor I'm gonna have y'all Reverend Hammond and I'm gonna do something different today